0: On this episode of Talking Schmidt, a rivalry that began 29 years ago will surface again in the opening round of the Talking Schmidt Fantasy Baseball League as my brother and I face off. He's my first guest. And don't forget in the Schmidt break, Justin Kleiner's back. He's in the volunteer state. We're talking about the fantasy draft and his first-round opponent, John Wilson. We have all that and more coming up next. Hello everyone and welcome into episode 19 of Talking Schmidt. If you guys don't know, on Sunday we had our Fantasy Baseball draft for the Talking Schmidt Fantasy Baseball League. Uh, The inaugural one might be the only one. We don't know. uh, With a 60 game season we thought this is probably the best bet. Uh, Nine total weeks of Fantasy Baseball is all we're really going to have to put up with. Compared to, I don't know how many they actually do in the regular season. But one of the things I wanted to do since we are going to have a... League of some pretty uh, uh, some pretty outgoing guys, some big sports fans, um, former players, just a lot of different talent levels, if you will, uh, when it comes to fantasy baseball. One of the things I wanted to do was have a weekly uh, showdown where we're actually going to use MLB The Show. We're going to simulate on Twitch. Uh, I'll try to have the people who are actually going to be in the actual matchups, use a starting lineup. Um, I'll have their teams pretty much put together. I know with waivers and stuff like that is a little crazy, but we'll have to finalize our rosters on Sunday, and then we'll stream it on Twitch. It'll be on YouTube, uh, on my gaming channel, which I have, Schmidt Games, so you'll be able to catch it on there, and we'll have more information leading up to that. For the first rivalry, though, um, I don't know if there's a better rivalry that you can have um, in the history than the rivalry that is between brothers and so for week one somehow we drew very lucky that the first rivalry matchup now there was a close second one we'll talk about that in a second but the rivalry we're going to have in week one the first matchup the first showdown if you will where we actually simulate with MLB the show that first game of the week is between myself and and my older brother, Cody, who joins me now. So the hype has been built for this, Cody. It's going to be a a showdown unlike any other because it's brother versus brother.
1: I'm really ready for the Schmidt Show. It will be... There's no better way to kick off this inaugural fantasy baseball. I've never done fantasy baseball before, but I'm excited. I think that the stakes are high spragging rights between the two of us. I'm gonna try my best to be the best fantasy baseball owner I can be to beat you.
0: You know, it's crazy because we have we have been in the same you you were one of the first people I put into the um Pros versus Joe's uh fantasy football league that we'd started six years ago now. Um and you have won two of the six championships. Um, that is right. And you always claim that you'll come back and you'll get another one. So you've I mean, you've won um, a third of the championships.
1: I have. Uh, Tyler and I were trading back and forth in the first four years. And uh, been a little bit of a hiatus from the championship in fantasy football. We look to come back stronger than ever. The, the Brick Schmidt house, it stands tall. It will stand tall again.
0: Now for me in seasons where I know I'm not faring well and I've had some pretty good runs, we've opened up uh, in in the current years to a six team playoff when it comes to fantasy football um we've added in those two wild card teams and actually for the past two years that we've done that a wild card team has won our fantasy championship uh it was uh jordan mcguffey two years ago and then jared Karkuff this past year i believe mcguffey won from the five spot and i believe Karkuff also won from the five spot this past year so uh, opening that up, I think has kind of taken away from the one two three four and for several years it was you and I one two three you know we were in the in those top fours um last year I didn't have a great year but I know when it comes down to fantasy sports, it's just like anything else we've ever done. the one thing that we aim for is who wins the Battle of the Schmitz. it's always been yep. like that. Normally we take each other on twice a fantasy football season. We only get one time here in fantasy baseball, and it's right off the top. I mean, for all siblings out there, you know how big this is because there's always some sort of sibling sibling rivalry um, that you that you have from you know the day that your younger sibling's born. Or imagine if you're a twin, how crazy that could be. Um, you know, be wild twin athletes. You got it. You got to think how how that rivalry works as well. But for you know. When it comes to, you know, people who have grown up around sports all their lives and have just have a competitive nature, having a sibling is always a measuring stick to kind of start with. And and for us, um, you know, we we play different positions when it came to sports. Um, You know, we never really did that. But for fantasy sports or for, you know, when we're playing games, it's always something where we can literally sit back and be like, all right, you know, who has the better you know, the better team, who drafted the better team, who has the, uh, you know, who has the, the the better team that they're playing with when we play against each other on video games, um, which after about... I would say about my seventh grade year, we stopped playing each other in video games. It, it kind of became one-sided. But for those first few years, when we were really when we were really playing video games against each other, it, it kind of would be more you than back and forth. And then finally, it kind of got to a point where you know I feel like I kind of pulled away on the video game scale. But here in fantasy <laughs> sports, man, it, it comes down to it, man. You and I were. I feel like these are the weeks where we really, you know, we really overthink and have to think better than the other one.
1: Absolutely. I can't lose to you. I, you know, I, I'll preface that. I have lost to you before. No need to bring up Madden. You know, that, that's ancient history. But, um, you know, I, and of course, in fantasy, I've lost to you as well. You know, I do have two of the, the football championships. But baseball is a whole new breed. It's a whole new game. Never done it before. Uh, I'll be curious to see how it goes. I like to think that I drafted a pretty solid lineup. and. Hopefully, everyone I have drafted does you know, is able to play, and you know, I'm hoping that they're very healthy, especially uh, Mister Yelich there. Uh, but otherwise, uh, I'm excited to see how it goes. Uh, definitely, will probably will push me to try to take it as seriously as possible, knowing that you're on the other side there, and I just I can't lose to you. It's not going to happen.
0: Well, you say not going to happen, but we'll we'll be the judge of that when the week ends on August second. Um, you know, one thing that I have to look at, you, you did get draft second, uh, Christian Yelich was there. Um, Mike Trout was actually there as well. You went with Yelich over Trout. Um, for those of you who don't know, Ronald Acuna Jr. went first in our league. Uh, the main reason why we have a lot of Braves fans that are, that are in our league. So Ronald Acuna Jr. is, uh, kind of a coveted name when it comes to a lot of Braves fans just because of what he's done so young in his career. Um, and so a lot of the a lot of the guys that were in our league were kind of wanting, obviously Acuna. Uh, but again, you end up taking Christian Yelich. You know, Mike Trout, obviously the the face of baseball right now, and he's grown into the face of baseball here. What made you want to take Yelich over Mike Trout?
1: NL Central guy. Yeah, I gotta go. I hate hate drafting the uh, Brewers and Kellys like I did, but yeah, you know, stay true to that division. You know, gotta go with the NL Central. Gotta go with the. Yeah, powerhouse teams there So that's why I went with, uh, with Christian um, Would like to see him in the Cardinals Uniform one day But um, I think he's a good front man For the, the Brick Schmidt house And looking forward to him leading us To victory come August 2nd
0: Now you did I, Like you mentioned you did draft two Cubs players And I know um, I st- I tried to hang off I did not I had one Red Sox player That was all I could muster but uh, you did get a chance to get Javi Baez, which I thought was a great pick uh, for your shortstop position, um, and then along with that Rizzo, who's day to day. But again, Rizzo, I mean that's another you know another Cubs uh, Cubs player there, and another big name for the Cubs. Uh, I know you also picked up Giancarlo Stanton um, for the Yankees. He's he's been doing well so far. Um, it did get kind of funny. We have to mention this because at the towards the end of the draft. It's when you really start pulling out some of your Cardinal picks as well, more uh, for pitchers. Um, but towards the end of the draft, you said the last player you wanted was Harrison Bader. However, you had drafted all of your position uh, players, and the draft wouldn't let you draft anybody else. They said you had to pick picture, uh, pitchers. So we had to make a gentleman's, uh, a gentleman's trade here because I got Harrison Bader for you for my last pick. So obviously we're starting off with a gentleman's trade here in our first draft. Uh, in our first head-to-head meeting, it's still pending. We'll wait to see if it goes through here. But, um, you know, what was, uh, were you, were you getting a little nervous when it wasn't letting you pick anybody else and you had to pick pitchers Were you kind of like in your mind thinking like, Oh crap, I don't know pitchers this, this deep into the draft.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, that's just my ignorance when it comes to the fantasy baseball, not realizing how it's formatted like that. So, Oh, uh, Bader, probably a lot of people are like, why Why did you want Bader on your team? I got a good hunch about my boy Bear. Yeah, I feel like this is a make or break year for him offensively, and he, he'll make it. This could be the hottest of hot takes. May very well be the hottest of hot takes. But uh, I'm, I'm thinking Bader does it this year. He puts it all together. And uh, so I do appreciate the gentleman's agreement and the fact that I was able to get And, of course, you know, my, my boy John Wilson gave me a little hard... Uh, Harsh words there for drafting Wainwright, or um, drafting all the more Wayne over there at the very end. You did Adam Wainwright at the last pick, and uh, I had to get some Cardinals on the team. I had, to, I had to make up for the Cubs and the Brewers that I, I stacked up with earlier.
0: Yeah, it was it was kind of weird uh, to see you drafting all those uh, those Cubs and Brewers early on and and other division foes there. So we're gonna so we, take we gotta our gotta win,
1: we gotta try to win here. You
0: gotta try to win. I feel you on that one. We're gonna take our first break of the show when we come back. Cody and I are gonna look up our lineups a little bit deeper here, kind of comparing what we have against each other and getting ready for that sibling rivalry in our first showdown of our very first season of Talking Schmidt Fantasy Baseball. Stay tuned. We have more coming up next. what's going on everyone thank you so much for joining me this far into the podcast don't forget you guys can subscribe to this podcast on spotify apple Podcasts, or on google play and you can leave ratings and reviews along the way as well and don't forget on social media at underscore talking schmidt on twitter and on facebook at talking schmidt podcast all right let's get back to the action Welcome back to episode 19 of Talking Schmidt. On the phone with me, I have my rival for week one of the Fantasy Baseball League. He's been my rival for now, going on 29 years. Since the day I was brought home, he has been my biggest rival. My older brother, Cody, uh, he said last last segment, the hottest take he had was was that he felt a good hunch about Harrison Bader, and he thinks Harrison Bader is going to go off. I think the hottest take he had was that he was going to beat me in this first week of fantasy baseball. Because I'm going to tell you right now, I'm coming out with a hot lineup here uh, for fantasy baseball. I didn't I didn't hold back. I got Alex Bregman on third. I know we're all talking about Astros, and we're sitting there saying, uh, will, will he get a trash can? Will he get to cheat? I don't care. Let him cheat. I'm trying to win here. Glaber Torres. I got my guy Luke Voigt, who's already going off. I got Aaron Judge on this team. This team is stacked, man. I, I took guys from all over here. Scherzer's my my ace on the mound. Um, I just have – I feel like I have no fault in this lineup. Um, I even took Callie's grandma's neighbor as a pitcher. <laughs> so let's go on that with my boy Steven Matz down here um, for the Mets. I even have him on the lineup because I was just like, this guy, this is going to be his season. I look at my lineup. I think I got a pretty tough lineup to beat. Um, Who do you feel on your lineup? Are you? I mean, I know you're going to rely a lot on your boy Christian Yelich. We all knock on wood that he doesn't get injured here. But do how do you feel your team is going to stack up against this juggernaut powerhouse of Reed Harper's heroes?
1: (laughs) I feel we'll we'll stack up pretty well, and uh, you know we we got some solid. Footing uh, certainly going on week one. It's always going to be difficult to see you know, who's going to play, who's ultimately cleared to play. Uh, that was sort of an issue, or will still be an issue. It'll be an issue for the entire season with uh, COVID. Just you know how you know, everybody guys are able to continue to play and be able to stay healthy and not you have to take the, the two weeks off. So I'm hoping we'll do pretty well. Uh, I'm I'm excited, really looking forward to it. I'd say this, in any fantasy league I've ever been in, and you can attest to this for football especially, drafting is never my strong point. It's the deals I'm able to make post-draft you know, as the season goes on. So certainly that will be, you know, my strength will be definitely being able to make sure that, you know, maybe some of my, you know, guys, if uh, they're not taking off quite well, if you know, Harrison's just not doing it, like I like I thought he would, I'll be able to make adjustments and make some trades and certainly make some pickups later on. So I'm I'm, I'm pretty formidable team we got to take on the first week, but, uh, but it's the Brick Schmidt House and you know, they're 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 ready to go, man. They're they're ready to get at you and get going and take you down.
0: One of the things that I always like to remind everybody is a lot of times uh, back in the day. When I would, I just never felt like I didn't have enough time to do fantasy. So a lot of times we would co own teams. And I feel like when we co own teams, we do a lot better than when we just, uh, when we actually are single teams. I know, obviously, in, in, in the league that we run and, or the league that I run for fantasy football, we can't do that because we both need to be participants in the same one in this one. But, um, I feel like we could have, we could have done some damage here, uh, with my drafting abilities. I feel with, with, uh, um, fantasy baseball on top of, you know, just kind of how quick you are to to waiver wires. Um, oh, absolutely! That's always been one thing that I know that that we've always been good at with this one. But, um, you know, I'm gonna it, go ahead.
1: We but we have to face off.
0: You yeah. know, this is yeah. this is meant to be.
1: This is destiny kind of deal. Yeah, you know, it's only fitting that week one you pit brother versus brother. This is an epic showdown. you know. This is like the biggest rivalry, in my opinion. Not No offense to the other guys in our league. But uh, this is the one we'll talk about forever. This is how we started it out.
0: That's right. It is the first one. I will say this. There is another matchup that's on this first round. And obviously all our matchups. I'm, I'm going to go through those quickly. Um, we'll have Mike Rabbit uh, taking on our good friend AJ Allison as well. That'll be a first round matchup. Uh, Jake Stansel... Um, the KOD sports director taking on Brian Brake, uh, another good friend of mine. Um, and then, of course, uh, one of my favorite ones that I'm going to keep my eye on kind of closely is going to be Jared Karkuff, uh the former. Um, he was drafted by the Blue Jays in the Blue Jays organization, taking on Tyler. Um, so the very first ever Pros versus Joes football fantasy champion, taking on our most recent one as well. Uh, that's going to be another one that I watch but the one that I'm excited about besides ours like obviously my like our matchup is the one that I'm super, super stoked for. But the other one that I'm very excited to kind of see what happens, and I feel like there's going to be a lot of trash talk, and I might just need these two to just talk trash to each other at some point, um, is John Wilson taking on Justin Kleinard um, <laughs> in week yes. one of Fantasy Baseball. Because John will tell you straight up that he says it, it's going to be bad for Justin. Justin <laughs> will tell you that he knows everything, so John shouldn't even come out there and even try. Who do you that, have that, winning this one?
1: Ooh, oh boy, man, well put me on the spot there. I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna have to go with John. I think wow. John, boy, you know he's he's participated in fantasy baseball before, uh, so he has some more. He has some experience. Week one, I think he might be able to get our boy Justin, but uh, you know Justin may be in a position like me where he's got to you know, take a step back. Reevaluate things and make some deals on the waiver wire and come back stronger if it takes on John again.
0: Yeah, I'm looking. I mean, I'm looking at both these teams. Um, I feel like John's pitching wasn't as strong, maybe as his uh, um, as his lineup. He has a pretty decent uh, lineup with Arenado and um, George Springer, guys like that. Um, even Nelson Cruz as kind of an older. You know, an older body out there, but still a great bat. Uh, looking at Justin's side here, I mean, he's got Gary Sanchez behind the uh, behind the uh, home plate there. He's got Paul DeYoung on his team. Um, not, I mean, we'll see how DeYoung comes out. I mean, obviously, as a Cardinals fan, you're the young guy. But he's got Mookie Betts in his outfield. But also on the other side of that, John does have Juan Soto, who's one of the biggest up-and-coming names out there. Uh, looking at the pitching staff, for Justin, I do like the fact that he does have Verlander and Granky out there. Yes. Um, which is a pretty tough, you know, a pretty tough uh one two punch there anyway in Houston. So we'll see how that one goes out. But I-, I know that whoever wins that one, the more like that will be I feel like obviously with you and I, there's gonna be a little bit of trash talking. You know, obviously. Um we're gonna give each other a hard time, but like on that matchup, um I, I would I just wanna like I really wish, like, we could somehow just have them go back and forth without, um, you know, <laughs> without breaking someone's heart, you know, or hurting someone's feelings, I feel. But that's what oh, Talking Schmidt's all about. They, they would yeah, be grown be, up that'd and that'd live that'd
1: with that'd it. They'll be fun. They're big boys. They get, they'll get through it.
0: Well, I am gonna talk we'll to be, Justin. We'll be entertained by it. <laughs> I am gonna to talk to Justin later tonight, obviously. Uh, the Schmidt break is back. This uh, it was back on Thursday, it's gonna be back tonight. So I'll give him a chance to talk. But I guess I might have to do the Schmidt break with John Wilson on Thursday. Might make yes. Justin a little angry, but I feel like I feel like I might have to do the first ever Schmidt break with John Wilson instead.
1: I think we need to give them both uh, give them both an opportunity to speak.
0: I'll ask Justin. I know what he's going to say, but uh, ultimately I'm the uh, director, producer, editor of this. So uh, I make the final decision on, on who talks when, but I would lo- I think that's going to be, you know, you and I are going to have a lot that we will, uh, that we'll talk about with each other and, and we'll give each other a little bit of heck and whoever wins it. Like you said, it's going to be the most bragging rights because it's the first ever um, talking Schmidt, the first ever time that we've ever played fantasy baseball head to head and it's the first ever matchup, you know, between us on that. And it's it's leading off kind of uh, this entire this entire season. So, and everything that we were kind of making from this, you know, when I very first brought it up and I was like, well, if we're going to do this, I want to do the lineups on the show. And I just wanted it to be fun. And so really seeing how this has, uh you know, unfolded and for this to be week one, I couldn't ask for a better opponent. And, uh, you know, I I, agree. both of us are hoping for a W here. Um, you know, there won't be any, there won't be any love lost, but you know, whoever wins it will definitely, uh, (laughs) will definitely rub it in the other one's face.
1: Absolutely. And that will be the Bricksman house.
0: Okay. Well, I have a crown in the room here. So whenever I win this, I'll just make sure to post a lot of photos and play, (laughs) play Jerry the King Lawler's music as I walk over to you. Um, so Yeah. Uh, it's been fun, man. It's been fun getting a chance to talk to you about this uh, draft that we had and how we've moved on through this. So, man, uh, do you have anything else that you want to say before we uh, we wrap up this segment?
1: Just uh, I'm, I'm excited and uh, let's play ball.
0: Nice, nice I think way that's to one end.
1: One thing it. all of us can agree with is it's good to see baseball back.
0: Absolutely. All right, man. Well, it's been great getting a chance to talk to you. Like I said, we're going to have the Schmidt break coming up next. So if you stay with us, you're going to hear our good friend Justin Kleinert as we talk about the fantasy baseball draft a little bit more from his perspective of it and, of course, his week one matchup as well. Stay tuned. We have all that and more coming up next. Welcome back, everyone, to our final segment of Talking Schmidt. We are on to the Schmidt break. And as always, when I have a Schmidt break, I have a good friend of mine, Justin Kleiner, joining me this time. Justin's not in Florida. Uh, He's back at Cassidy Kleiner. I'm in the Schmidt House studios. Justin, welcome back to the Volunteer State.
2: It's great to be back in Tennessee. Florida's nice, but there's nothing better than the great state of Tennessee.
0: Uh, that's what that's what a lot of people, uh, at least that live here, would tell you. Um, I enjoy it. I'm glad to be back home, I'll tell you that much. Uh, one of the things that we were able to do since I've been back home is we've started this podcast up. We've had uh, a pretty good showing through the first 18 and now hopefully 19 episodes that we've had. And uh, for the first time in, I think, a lot of our lives, uh, at least uh, I know you, me, my brother... Um, we had a fantasy baseball draft because, again, we're not having to do 162 games. We're only having to do 60. So it seemed a little bit to make more sense for us to do um, fantasy baseball this year. How was your first fantasy baseball draft?
2: Uh, I mean, just with anything I do, it was absolutely spectacular. (laughs) I mean, you know, I would give myself, if I was grading it, I'm gonna say somewhere in the neighborhood of a B minus or a B plus. Uh, you know, again, you know, I tried to do a little bit of research, but there's not a lot out there on drafting fantasy baseball. There's not a lot of information out there. There's some. Um, so I, I talked to a few people uh, and that that know a little bit more than I do about it. Um, I tried to educate myself the best I could, and, and I had a game plan, and I pretty much stuck to it. Uh, I think I may have reached on a few positions. Uh, I think catcher was definitely one of them. I think I went a little too early on catcher. Yeah. Uh, But it was like, you know, maybe a little too early on third. But I think second and short fell right where they needed to. I went outfield heavy first off early in the draft. And then I tried to focus on some pitching. So uh, I tried to do the best I can. Again, a B minus, B plus. uh, But I think it's going to be good enough to win the league. I really do. Because I think everybody else
0: was a C minus or more. Yeah. So let's start off here. Uh, I will say this: I thought you had one. I mean, you had to me the best player that was uh, still available fall all the way to eighth, which was Mookie Betts. And kind of looking at that, um, I kind of looked at it and was a little stunned because I was like, "Man, if Kleiner doesn't take Mookie, that's going to be my first pick." So because I drafted right after you, you drafted eighth, I drafted ninth. And I was like, "There's no way that Mookie falls me." But I had an eye on him too because I was like, "Why is he dropping so much?" Uh, um, how did you feel when you saw because uh, John drafted in front of you? He took Juan Soto in that position. How did you feel when you saw Mookie there?
2: Well, so so I had my eye on Mookie. You know, pre-draft, I'm looking at where I'm at. I'm looking at you know the players that could be there in that six to ten range, uh, and who would be the best player at the right position. Uh, and I really, of course, you know, of course I had my own, you know, I'm a, I'm a fan of, of, you know, people who play in the, in the mid-state area. Uh, so, you know, of course him being a mid-state guy, you know, I'm going to root for him and I, and I wish him all the success. Uh, you know, thanks to Kobe Bryant, I, I'm a big LA sports fan now, primarily, you know, just the Lakers and Dodgers. I, I like to watch them play. Uh, and so of course now with him out in Dodgerland. uh, i thought he was the perfect pick i think he's gonna have a great year he's on a one-year deal with the dodgers uh so i promise you they're thankful that they get to play 60 games this year uh so i, I was shocked that he fell i mean a player that's got that much you know coming up this year uh, it, it's gonna be a good year for mookie and i think that's gonna to translate to a uh to a good win for uh for my team overall uh, I would say my team name, but I'm afraid the Chinese may
0: edit it out. and may not make the podcast. I don't. I, I edit it, so I don't. I don't know if I don't know who would be editing on my computer, but me. Who knows though? That could be uh, something new that I don't even know uh, about.
2: China does like to steal intellectual property. So
0: it it is an Apple computer too.
2: Not gonna say. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're, <laughs> you're two strikes already. Uh, so. But yeah, no. I mean, again, Mookie falling to me, man. I was just, I was shocked. So when I seen him there, I didn't waste any time. I did have my eye on Soto, but I had a feeling John was going to take him. Yeah. Uh, so Mookie was obviously my backup, and I took him because again, best player available on the board by far at the time.
0: Yeah, I, I, I was kind of looking at, like I said, and kind of kept an eye on it. I ended up going with uh, Alex Bregman from Houston, just because of his ability to play third and short. Um, That was kind of like where he fell to me, and I was like, well, I have a third baseman and a shortstop as well that I could kind of move him around if I need to because he'll play both those positions for – or at least on the the roster, I can put him there. So that was kind of my idea when when I saw that because after having Mookie sitting there, I was like, well, if he's there, then obviously him, but if not – I'll just kind of jump around. I thought, you know, you said that you and John kind of talked about this earlier. We won't get into, you know, the game yet. You guys talked about, you know, kind of because you did draft right in front of each other right before each other, um each way. So John would have you, you know, the first way around and then when we went back the next way on the snake draft, you would have the pick before him. Um how many players did you guys uh kind of snag from each other that you were just like Dang, I really wish I would have had that. Did you guys talk about that?
2: Yeah, so for John, I think it was maybe one or two. Uh of course for me, I think it was more like three that he robbed from me. Uh I know Tommy Edmund from the cards. I know that was a big one. John was a little upset with that. Uh but uh I think all is fair. Uh you know, I do have a little I have a few too many uh dirty birds on my roster than I would like. Uh but, you know, again, I you know, you, you got to kind of take the approach, you know, of like playing fantasy football. Uh, I never draft any Tennessee Titans player to play on my fantasy team because at no point will I root against the Titans. Uh, so I try to draft players that they're not going to face. Uh, and I try to, you know, not cheer against them. And I don't draft any Titans players because, again, the Titans are known to let you down. Uh but uh, with with baseball, it's a little more difficult to do that. So I just didn't draft any brace players because uh, you know usually I don't like for them to let me down until about October, right? Uh, you know, in the month of July when fantasy baseball kicks off. Uh, I will I will say this: I did watch some baseball. We went out to eat tonight, uh, Mexican restaurant. TVs on uh, some live baseball there, some summer camp baseball. I believe Phillies and Yankees is, is what I was watching. Um, I really thought the first time that we would see these live sports on TV, that it would just be like, oh, my God, thank God sports are back. Uh, and I don't know if it's because it was a summer camp game or not, uh, but the, but the MLB is going to have to do a little bit of a better job with their camera angles. And sorry to get off topic here, but they, I just thought of this. Uh, they're going to have to do a better job with their camera angles. Again, I know this is new for everybody, and, and we're all trying to do the best we can with it, uh, but they're going to have to do a better job with their camera angles. The way that they show the stands, and as empty as these stands are, of course, we all know they're empty uh, because of the coronavirus pandemic, but uh, it's really bad when you see them empty. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know if that kind of makes sense. Maybe it does to some of our listeners. It's kind of like you know it's there, uh, but when you see it, you're just like, dang, that sucks. So I think NASCAR's done a good job of it with some of their camera angles. Again, it's a little easier on the NASCAR tracks they're so large. Uh, but I think baseball will have to do a little bit better job. It just looks really strange when you see all those empty seats, uh at the ballpark. Uh, it is it is a very eerie feeling. Uh, so hopefully once we get into regular season play, uh, we see a few more different camera angles. Maybe they can get the kinks worked out. But that's something that I really noticed tonight on the topic of baseball if I bring it up. Uh, Because that was really, really eerie seeing that.
0: Well, I know one of the things that a lot of the ballparks are trying to do is that they're trying to do at least uh, cardboard cutouts, like you can pay a certain amount of money. (laughs) So, I mean, that might be something we see for a little bit until, you know, we get everything figured out and when they actually can start letting fans in. Um, Now, some stadiums we won't have any fans anyway, but I know the cardboard cutout theme seems to be the thing that they're going to aim for. Um, you know I, what? In, we saw it a lot in the Korean baseball before they start letting fans in. Like they would have like giant stuffed animals and just you know just different it, things going on. Doll. The sex doll that was soccer. Um, soccer. We that was that was one of our first Schmidt breaks. Oh goodness! What do you think about the uh, crowd noises? Because I know a lot of them are trying to use uh, sounds from from like uh, video games as the sound. So it,
2: it's kind of like a few other things in life. That I but I just won't mention on the podcast right now. Uh, nothing is better than the real thing, uh, and if it's not the real thing, then you don't need to do it. Uh, so any artificial sound noise, it, look, it, it's not going to make a difference. Uh, they just need to get out there and play some sports. Uh, but you know, I don't know. Maybe if you could have a Zoom call with like, you know. Thirty or forty thousand people, or you know, maybe you know, maybe it'll be easier for the Miami Marlins. They could do one of like two hundred people, because that's all that goes with their games, anyways. But you know, maybe you do a big Zoom call, and everybody can yell, and they can play that. I don't know anything artificial, though. I, I just, I don't think it would be a good look for them, and I don't think it's going to accomplish what they're looking for, because then the players are just going to be standing out there hearing these artificial noises, thinking, "What in the hell is this?"
0: Yeah, kinda like what they did with the draft uh from Goodell's basement when, you know, Dolphins fans came on and there was about, you know, six windows that weren't full. Um, you know, not trying to throw shade, but there was a lot of teams where, you know, a lot of the windows uh, for the zoom calls <laughs> weren't really filled. But I mean that's a that's a good idea as well. I mean you can kind of see what we can do with that, but I know the right now the cardboard cutouts and the um the fake crowd noise is kind of what they're building, which I feel like would be super eerie to be a player and to see cardboard it, it, cutouts and hear that noise.
2: It, it would be very, very strange. Very strange either.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know if I would... I, I don't know how I'd feel about that if I was actually trying to stand there and, you know, you, you hear, like, you how do you... Because then, like, if you're playing that noise, you know, somebody could just crank up the volume on you as well, and then it's, I mean, you know, you'd rather... If someone's going to heckle you or, you know, you're going to be on, on an away game... You know, you want the actual crowd there heckling you, and I mean, not some person who has an audio box that they can just turn the volume up. I feel
2: sure, and, and as long and, and don't forget this too: as long as the awful mayor of Chicago doesn't step in and make another boneheaded decision, uh, the rooftops of Wrigley, as of now, are planning to be open. Uh, so I'm curious to see uh, when you're watching it on TV if you're going to be able to tell a sound difference. With those rooftops, they're open uh, versus these other stadiums where they don't have someone that close to the field. Uh, so I think that's going to be something pretty interesting to watch. The Cubs may be one of the only few teams that have any kind of crowd presence just because of those rooftops. Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, NASCAR, you know, they, they raced, of course, this past uh, weekend, uh, you know, Thursday night they, or Wednesday night, they had their all star race in Bristol and then turned around and raced this past weekend in Texas. And uh, which was an awesome race. And then uh, they're going to race, you know, again, this week. Uh, I think maybe they're going to do a Thursday night cup series, uh, maybe a truck on Friday, Xfinity on Saturday, and then again, the cups on Sunday. Uh, but they, they've had fans back. Uh, they've had upwards of twenty to 30,000 fans at a handful of races since all this has broke out. Uh, again, they can socially distance a little easier. Because these tracks are so massive. But I think that gives us a good blueprint to look at when we talk about the NBA and when we talk about uh, MLB and the NFL coming up and college football this fall. I think there will be a promise of some fans. Again, anybody that's a regular listener or that knows me knows that I'm an optimist. You know, I I look for the best things because, again, you know, if, if you're a doom and gloomer and you're right, Well, you know what? That sucks because worst-case scenario happened. So who gives a damn that you were right? Where when you're an optimist, most of the time you're going to be right because things end up usually working out for the good either way. Uh, So I think we're going to have some kind of fans this fall. I think NASCAR is giving us a good blueprint for it. Uh, And I think the commissioners of these leagues are going to have to grow some balls and just bite the bullet and have some fans in the stands. Uh, now, again, that's going to take some, some congressional work also because they're going to have to strip the liability away from these teams and team owners and facilities and the owners of the facilities and all that so that they're not held liable. If somebody does get sick, you know, it's going to be a, a tend at your own risk, I would yeah. say. Uh, and I think you're going to have people that say, OK, I'm going to go do it or no, I'm going to stay at home because you've got people that say, hey, I'll wear a mask or, hey, I'm not going to wear a mask or I'm going to go out and meet or. I'm not, or I'm going to go to the grocery store, or I'm just going to lock myself in my house until this is over. Whichever one you are, that's perfectly fine. You know, it takes all kinds of different people to make up this great union that we have. Uh, But I think we will have to have some congressional help to kind of strip liability away. Uh, Because I think liability is a huge fear of all these teams and team owners and leads, is they don't want to be held responsible for anything that happens. And, And that's understandable.
0: Final thought for you here taking on John and week one here. Um, you know, that was, uh, that was kind of the, the big talk between this. And, and one of the main reasons why John signed on was because I said that you were going to be a part of this. Um, what is your message to John? Um, now I'm going to give him a chance rebuttal on Thursday's show, but what is your message to John heading into the opening week, the inaugural week of the 60 game season of the talking Schmidt fantasy baseball league?
2: Just remind John There is no end game for John. It's a loss either way. Uh, Because even if he rebuttals on Thursday, I'm going to come in on the Smith break and destroy him. Uh, Whether he says a good thing or a bad thing, because I won't know at the time. Uh, But I'm just going to tee off on him on Thursday either way, just to make sure I have my bases covered. Uh, But here's what's going to happen to John. John's going to get his ass kicked is what's going to happen. I'm still working the kinks out on this fantasy baseball, uh, but John's going down. I mean, there's just there's no other way around it. I mean, I obviously have a better team. Um, the my team manager is obviously more superior than John. Uh, I've done an excellent job with the naming of my team, with the graphic design of my team, uh, and again, the draft was just great. So he's going to have a hard time. Uh, you know, I may even sit a few people just to keep it close because uh, it, it's going to be a bloodbath. I mean, so I just hope ESPN, ESPN's happy to keep up with it. Is all I'm asking. Uh, it's going to be tough on. You.
0: Well, the plan is to let John have the Schmidt break on Thursday.
2: Uh just break, just cut one
0: of our uh, promo slots, and uh, we'll
2: see. <laughs> all right, but so I good. Because I'll be able to provide you an update that's unbiased. Okay. John's going to be a little biased in his update.
0: Gotcha. We'll, we'll figure it. Fair. We'll figure it out for Thursday.
2: And, and Thursday, since we've teased the name of the team, we'll have to cover that on Thursday. Okay. Oh, so that's what we call a tease, boys.
0: Something like that. It's called something like that, Justin. It's been great getting a chance to talk to you on the Schmidt Break, man. Uh, like I said, good luck this fantasy baseball season. Um, you have the, you've talked the big enough big enough game where I feel now you have a target from everybody on you.
2: Yeah, it, you know it's going to be tough to bounce back from that the rest of the year. Uh, But you know what? i I got a feeling with this team I've put together in only 60 games, we're going to do some damage. So it's going to be a good year. Uh, And like I said, you know, we'll we'll get further into the team name and the origins of that. But uh, nonetheless, a really good team, great league, everybody in it, stand up guys, except for John. Uh, And, you know, we're going to I don't know what we're going to call the trophy, uh, but I will be more than happy to add it to my trophy case at the end of the year.
0: Yeah, I, I think uh, I haven't figured out the trophy yet. I have a few ideas, so we'll we'll make that happen. Uh, hopefully, uh, I think it's going to look good. So, um, if, Justin, if I, if I do if I do
2: digress, uh, and John does ultimately end up winning, I will personally design and deliver the trophy to him.
0: If he wins the entire league,
2: if if John wins the entire league, I will personally design, pay for, and deliver the trophy.
0: I think we're all rooting for John, so I don't have to buy the trophy. I think that's uh, that's the new thing. Uh, it's a low-budget show, man. Low-budget show over here.
2: Oh, l- limited sponsors.
0: Yeah, exactly. Justin, has been great getting a chance to talk to you. Uh, for everyone that listened in on to episode 19, we thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode and for Tuesday's episode at least. Don't forget, join us again on Thursday. Obviously, we've already teased a little bit. John's going to hopefully join us to give his rebuttal to Justin. Justin wants to give another rebuttal to john's rebuttal so we'll figure all that out we have another guest as well that we're working on so don't forget to uh join us on social media at underscore talking schmidt and on facebook you can find us at talking schmidt podcast and of course you can subscribe and like our podcast on all the different kinds of ways that you listen to this actual show thanks so much for listening to today's show we have more coming up later this week